This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, man, the National Park Service, uh, the white liberals that run the National Park Service uh, are back at it again here. This reminds me of In Living Color back in the 1990s. Do you guys remember when uh, when Jamie Foxx uh, did that concert in Whitefish? I guess Jamie Foxx uh, uh, spends a lot of time in the Flathead Valley. Anyway, one of my favorite actors. I, I don't agree with all of his politics, but just an, an incredible actor. In fact, I watched this George Strait special where they were they were honoring the the country music great George Strait and Jamie Foxx was there and he sang this George Strait song and it was incredible but but I, I loved what what Jamie Foxx had to say you know growing up as a kid in Texas and how you know he was talking about country music and how you know country music is a lot like soul music and so that's why he did this kind of soul R&B twist on the George Straits anyway I'm getting off topic here for just a second as usual the National Park Service remember uh, it was uh, a few weeks ago the National Park Service it came out uh, they were touting uh, the Yellowstone National Park social media uh, feed was was touting a grant program uh, where they gave uh, your, t- uh, you, you, uh, where they gave a grant to it wasn't the National Park Service. It was like their, you know, foundational arm or something, and they gr- gave a grant to a group called Black People Who Hike. <laughs> It was like, oh, brother, what a bad look for the white liberals that won that run the National Park Service. It's so typical of the white liberals that are running this country right now and the way they look down on people. Oh, black people who hike. How cute. They need our help to go hiking. So here, here's money so black people can hike. It's like, uh, you know, I've been to Glacier and Yellowstone, and not only have I seen black people hiking, I've been I've seen people from all over the world hiking, uh, you know, and uh, as much as the white liberals would, would hate to uh, would hate to admit it or real or don't realize the fact. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Black people can hike, too. I, I know, you know, some of you white liberals look down on the rest of us and you think that we can't do anything in life, let alone take a hike without your help. So but yeah, yeah breaking news. No, we are just fine. In fact, we're better off without your help. But anyway, this is the latest one. Uh, John Jackson, who joins us on Tuesdays on the show, he sent this out via Twitter. He's the joker from Twitter. He said this, your federal government at work. So the National Park Service sent out a a. You know, very helpful tip on Twitter uh, yesterday to avoid crowds. Visit areas that are less crowded. Wow. Anyway, uh, Irene Almeida, one of uh, John Jackson's friends on Twitter, she says, the more you know, to avoid carjacking, don't get in a car. You know, we could add to this here. Hey, if you're in Cutbank, Montana this morning and it's 30 below zero as it was at 6 o'clock this morning here, to avoid the cold, stay in your house. Uh, it, it reminds me of In Living Color back in the 90s when you had, uh, you know, Reginald Denny and Rodney King do their public service announcement. Stay in your cars. Uh, anyway, that's your, that's your National Park Service at work, folks. All right, let's see. 40629 deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. MontanaAdvocates.com. That's MontanaAdvocates.com.
Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we tried to pack way too much content into the show yesterday, and so we had a couple callers that, uh, you know, we, we got a couple of great phone calls, but we're like, oh, man, we, we are so short on time. Can you guys call back tomorrow? So uh, so we're going to expand on a couple of conversations that we kicked off yesterday here on Montana Talks. We'll open up the phone lines uh, coming up around 840 uh, because we got Jesse Ramos coming up after our 820 break, former Missoula City Council member. And uh, we've got State Senator Brad Molnar out of Laurel, uh, who just called in as well. Uh, Senator Molnar, yeah, yesterday uh, you called in briefly, and we're talking about a bill that you that, that you're supporting that basically would provide you know opportunities for kids that are homeschool kids or go to a you know a, a private school so that they can play on uh, the public school sports team. Now it's already Montana right. law. It's already Montana law that says this opportunity should be afforded to them. But apparently, the Montana High School Association uh, has been resisting these efforts. So thanks for calling back in to talk about this a little bit more. Yeah, you bet. Actually, the uh, homeschool issue is uh, uh, they allow them, by a law passed last session, a homeschooler can be on a public school team, which uh, uh, there's uh, all kinds of uh, people calling in talking about how they're meeting, re- meeting all sorts of resistance to try and get around the law through interpretation. But what my bill says is that if you are a private school, most of those in Montana would be Christian schools, that you can, upon joining the uh, uh, Montana High School Sports Association, uh, play in regulation uh, leagues and, you know, try and win the state championship or and whatever it might be without the school being uh, authorized you know, by the uh, Montana uh, High School Association, the Montana School Board, uh, uh, to where the uh, uh, OPI or they don't have to do uh, the uh, certification of the endorsement, uh, but rather they can rely on three or four other uh, Christian schools uh, to say that this school is uh up to snuff and the kids are getting good grades and the classes all meet the uh, qualifications. And the head of the Montana High School Sports Association, who was on your show a couple months ago, and on the question of gender equality, uh, said, you know, he dodged the question and just said, well, you know, we'll do whatever the law says or whatever the schools want us to do. He said specifically during the hearing on the Senate Bill 306 that because he felt Christian schools would not support gender equality, he had to oppose letting them play against public schools. Honest to God, if I'm lying, I'm dying. Wow. And, you know, so it doesn't get any more clear than that. Yeah. So basically... I don't mind if kids play kids, and I don't mind if uh, the uh, certification uh, doesn't come necessarily from OPI. But if you stand on your religious freedoms to say that my daughter will not shower with a boy, or however that plays out in each school, that you will not be allowed to even apply. 
Yeah, and that's a concern for kids that are in the public schools uh, in, in playing right, in these sports, right. let alone for, right. like, you, you're a homeschool uh, or a private school, and so there's this there's this prejudiced assumption, uh, based on the way you're telling us, that, that somehow now they would uh, discriminate against you because they have this prejudiced assumption that, well, you must be a, a Christian or somebody of faith who would be opposed to having a boy in the girl's locker room, so therefore you won't be compatible with the public right. school and sports. I'm assuming there's a lot of parents in the public school that aren't compatible with that concept either. Exactly. But when he said that, you could have, the room went silent. The room went silent. Yeah, I want to go back. I know. uh, Yeah, you had a you know had a good point. Go back, watch the testimony. So I I do want to want to take some time. Go back, actually, you know, go go to that point in the testimony during that committee hearing and and watch that back and forth. And then uh, of course uh, uh, snag the audio here uh, once we get some time as well. So what's the bill that 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 you're supporting uh, so that our listeners can go look it up and and offer their support if they support it. Yeah, it's uh, my support. Of, or I'm, I'm the sponsor of Senate Bill 306. Uh, the Billings Christian School, or, or my niece goes to school, asked that I carry it uh, so that their kids can play in games that count, not just scrimmages with the Fromberg Falcons or the Billings or uh, Laurel High School, but actually have a count. And if they are good enough to uh, play at state, let them play at state. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting, too, is, hey, right now, like Billings Christian School, I saw our friend Jenna McKinney, her son Boaz, just got a nice dunk in one of his high school games. That was cool yeah, to see. Yeah. Uh, Billings Christian just won this, uh, won their, their state championship for, for the, you know, for the, uh, you know, for the, the sports program that they're affiliated with. And then meanwhile, Luster Christian out of Luster, Montana, between, you know, which is up, up there between Glasgow and Wolf Point and even a little further north, they've got an incredible uh, Class C basketball team going right now they've got kids from taiwan and uh all over the world uh the caribbean and elsewhere that are playing on that team so uh yeah i mean there are a couple of powerhouses from a basketball standpoint there yeah matter of fact if if you would uh, give some consideration i think it's a good idea maybe you already do it uh, make a little video and put it on your website on how to get into the legislative website find the bill number and click on the icon so people can follow the bills, see the amendments, listen and see the testimony, uh, as opposed to, you know, support, you know, House Bill 123. Go and take a look, look at, at it. Look at it, yeah. The testimony. Watch no the hearing. Yeah, you're right. It's really easy. You're right. It's, it's, it's really, I mean, if I can figure it out, there's a lot of folks you can figure it out. You know, go to ledge.mt.gov. You can search by Senate bill number, House bill number, sponsor name, so you can even look up Molnar and see all the bills that, that he's uh, uh, supporting. All right, State Senator Brad Molnar, great to catch up with you. Thanks for calling back in. Jesse Ramos, right after this. This is the Montana Economic Minute. Let's suppose you're taking your car into the repair shop to get something fixed. But instead of paying for it yourself, the shop gets paid by someone else. Anything the shop does doesn't cost you anything, and so you don't care what they do exactly. In fact, the shop might pad the bill by doubling prices or doing unnecessary stuff. Again, you really don't care. But the bill payer surely does, and so it needs an army of people to check up for such things, which takes more time from the repair shop in documenting and justifying what they did to get paid. All that stuff adds to cost and complexity, which makes the whole process a lot more expensive. 
expensive than before. That's healthcare finance in a nutshell. The bill payers, the government, and the insurance company, and the costs and complexity are staggering. One of the most powerful forces for keeping those costs in check stares at you in the mirror every day. The price-conscious consumer shops around for repair shops and decides what repairs are needed. California-style zoning regulations will keep Montana feeling like Montana. To learn more, go to frontierinstitute.org slash housing. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is where Montana Talks. Uh, yeah, I started off uh, the hour by uh, telling you about this tweet from the Joker on Twitter, John Jackson, who joins us on Tuesdays. Your federal government at work, and he shared a, a, a tweet that was sent out by the National Park Service yesterday to avoid crowds. Visit areas that are less crowded. Wow. Oh, that's a, that's just a genius pro tip there. And then Irene Almeida says, to avoid carjacking, don't get in a car. Uh, somebody, who is this? Martha Lou, uh, she had the best line in response to it. She says, is Kamala Harris writing for them now? I mean, it sounds like Kamala Harris has taken over the National Park Service social media feed with one of her Venn diagrams or something like that. But by the way, speaking of Kamala Harris, I'll, I'll get to that later in the show because once we start going on that road we'll start having a little too much fun with that one bottom line Kamala Harris uh, apparently she she did an event I think at the White House yesterday with a, a bunch of students from uh, HBCUs, which are historically black colleges in universities. So, like, I went to Howard University. Howard University is an HBCU. Uh, so it's it's all these African-American students. I was, like, one of the few white guys that was at Howard at the time. It was all these African-American students. And Kamala Harris enters the room. And, you know, there and somebody comes over to the loudspeaker, uh, please rise for the vice president of the United States. And then Kamala walks in and nobody claps. And Kamala Harris says, you can feel free to clap. It's OK. And as Sean Hannity pointed out last night, they still didn't clap for her. Uh, so anyways, pretty, pretty comical. But uh, let's jump back into. Oh, uh, the, what, the reason I went into the whole National Park Service thing again here is because I had a, a funny message from uh, Jim in Billings. Uh, apparently, Jim is a candidate uh, to become the new uh, social media coordinator for the National Park Service. He says he offers another pro tip at the National Park Service. Avoid heavy traffic. Drive in Montana. So a lot of pro tips that are coming now, thanks to the geniuses running the National Park Service. Uh, well, another great phone call that we got yesterday was from Jesse Ramos. He's now with Americans for Prosperity Montana, former Missoula City Council member. And uh, for those who missed the show yesterday, there was a headline that caught my eye that made me roll my eyes. Missoula mayor needs the legislature's help to reduce property taxes. And Jesse Ramos called in yesterday and had a, a spot on analogy. He said, you know, that basically the city of Missoula, they're like a gambling addict who he thinks if they just keep putting more money into this machine, eventually they're going to hit the jackpot and they'll be fine. And so they and so so the gambling addict is basically saying, hey, state of Montana, give us more money, give us more money and then everything will be fine here. It was such a great analogy, but we had such a short amount of time to hear from him yesterday. Jesse Ramos, thanks for calling back in today. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Aaron. I really appreciate it. 
Yeah. So did I see that, that basically the Missoula the Missoula mayor was kind of taking a critical approach to the taxpayer bill of rights, something that, of course, you and AFP are supporting. Yes, he he definitely did. Um, of course, he he would. Unfortunately, um, but yeah, no, he definitely did. And and unfortunately, I come bearing some sad news um, this morning about the taxpayer bill of rights. So last night, that bill was voted uh, eleven to five to table in committee. And I'm kind of having flashbacks of of being in the Missoula City Council. It reminded me of being in there. There's this great bill, and then all of a sudden, it's it's shot down because. Um, it was a great bill that, that helped the taxpayers, and it was just really sad seeing it shot down. Yeah, interesting. And, and basically what the Taxpayer Bill of Rights would do, if I recall, is it would try to try to basically uh, cap the spending of some of these uh, uh, local, uh, local governments that are like Missoula that are just – Spending so much money that, that, that of course, that they, they then keep going back to their taxpayers and in, in raising their their tax rates again and again and again, which has been the problem in Missoula is that politicians like the mayors of Missoula and the liberal city council and the liberal county commissioners, they support tax after tax after tax, and now they claim that oh well we need the state's help to lower taxes. Uh, no, you can do you can do that all by yourself. Yeah, yep, and and um, it's interesting because they'll definitely ask the state for help, but then at the same time, if we try and do a taxpayer bill of rights, they'll have all of their, their taxpayer-funded lobbyists like MAKO that has nearly $5 million a year of, of taxpayer money that they get to use to come into Helena and talk to these legislators, and they'll claim under the guise of local control. So they'll say, oh, we have this local control, but at the same time, we actually need your help. We, we, we need um, more money from the state. So it's kind of funny how they want both sides of that local control argument. Yeah, exactly. How you know? How would you sum up, because you had such a great analogy yesterday describing the, the big picture view of, of Missoula government now where they – you know they're like a gambling addict, and they can't control their spending. And but they think if they can just get more money, especially from the rest of us all, you know, elsewhere across Montana, that then it'll be fine. Then they'll finally strike the jackpot. Then maybe, maybe they'll provide tax relief to Missoulians. How, how bad has it gotten over the years? Just how many tax hikes have uh, voters in Missoula been facing? Yeah, so um, it's it's just absurd, Aaron, how how, how um, many tax hikes people have been facing. I mean, just this last year, the city of Missoula raised property taxes by 12 percent, um, and the county raised them by 11 percent. In addition to that, um, they've they've been getting consistently double digit tax hikes over the the last few years because of these valuation increases. So the value of their properties will go way up. And then so the value of the mill goes up so the city can claim that, hey, we're actually lowering property taxes. And this is happening in Bozeman, Billings, all over the place um, where they're saying, hey, we're actually lowering property taxes. Well, what they're doing is they're lowering the mill's levy, but the valuation of their home by the DOR is up 15 percent and they lower the value of the mill by 3 percent. Then they're still raising taxes by 12 percent. And that's how they can do it in a kind of a sneaky way. And then what they do is they bank up those mills that they quote-unquote lowered. So when there's a year where the, the value of the, the mill doesn't go up a lot, they can just roll them all on everybody like they did in Missoula with the 11 and 12% tax hikes. And I'm, I'm firmly, firmly convinced, Aaron, that we could give the city of Missoula, they can confiscate 90% of the wealth in Missoula, they could have $2 billion, and next year um, they'd be out of money. Yeah. They, they would 
spend it all, I mean, it's just like a gambling act. It is never going to be enough. Well, and, you know, we, we've had a lot of talks about the, the topic of homelessness, and we had a great phone call that came in from the head of the Montana Rescue Mission yesterday at the end of our show and uh, as we were talking about a legislative update. But, I, you know, some of these the, these programs that actually work, that actually help homeless people get out of, of the situation of the revolving door of homelessness, they – you know, like Family Promise, for example, they they actually put the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University class together for the homeless families that they're trying to help, with the idea being that hey, if if we don't if we don't change the lifestyle, then we're not going to ever really help the homeless uh, f- folks, right? And and they and it and it has been working. They've gotten people into homes, affordable homes, and they've gotten them on the right track. Because you're exactly right. Somebody could win the lottery tomorrow, and two years from now, they're back in the same broke position they were, you know, uh, yesterday. And and the Missoula city government and 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 the left that runs that city and that county is a perfect example of that. They could get they could win the Powerball next week. And still want more of your money. Yeah, they absolutely could. And those programs you're talking about are fantastic. Um, these, these that are uh, nonprofits that are uh, created through voluntary means that are individual citizens having more control over their money by having lower taxes. Um, they're able to do extraordinary things and create these nonprofits where the incentive structure there is to get people out on their own, to get people out of out of homelessness. I'm firmly convinced that a lot of these government-run uh, homeless issues, Aaron, I think that they're, they're more or less an industry of bureaucracy. And I know that in Missoula specifically, they get millions of dollars a year and hundreds of thousands of dollar increases every year. And those people are incentivized, I think, almost uh, in a perverse way to not fix the problem, but to ensure their own careers and ensure their own jobs. So it's it's really unfortunate. I think you're exactly right, and I think that when the Flathead County Commissioners sent out their letter expressing concern that basically some of these homeless programs were basically incentivizing the out-of-state transient population to come here to Montana. I think they were spot on. That's what you've seen in Missoula firsthand, where it's the if we build it, they will come approach, and they create these programs that serve as to incentivize this, especially this criminal transient element from out-of-state, to come to Montana. Yeah, no, 100%. And that's, that was the whole um, idea behind the Taxpayer Bill of Rights, is that not if you uh, restrict government spending, it doesn't mean that these problems aren't going to be solved. It, it means that the individual is, is a better, um, I guess, a better spender of the money. They know where it's most efficient. They can give it to a nonprofit that's doing a good job. And if that nonprofit's not doing a good job, they can pull their support. So that nonprofit has ultimately uh, an incentive to keep doing a good job, keep proving their value to the, to the market, to their constituents. Um, and really showing, I think, at the end of the day, the value they're creating. But if we don't have that, and that goes back to the local control argument that a lot of Republicans are, are buying into, unfortunately, is that, hey, our job is to, to ensure that the local government has the right to control their individual. Whereas Republicans, I think, more so, um, the better idea is that, hey, we don't want local control. We don't want big government control in any sense of the word. We don't want it at the state level, federal level, or local level. We want to empower the individual to be able to take risks, to be able to make decisions for themselves, and to be able to help people as they see fit and as they can afford to. They, they shouldn't have this money confiscated from them. And that was the whole idea behind the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. 
and we're not done with the fight. We've got some other really exciting bills coming up, and, and maybe the, the Tabor bill will be back next session. Yeah. No, well said all around. And, yeah, to your whole point about local control, well, we don't want, in a, to use another Missoula analogy, we don't want the city of Missoula controlling our Second Amendment rights. We have U.S. constitutional rights that can't be stripped away because of local control. Jesse Ramos, always a pleasure. Thanks for calling back in. Glad we got some more time with you. All right. Yeah, great. To, uh, great to catch up with you here. Uh, and by the way, if you want to hear uh, the uh, the gambling addict analogy that he shared yesterday, he, it was so much better the way he said it than the way I recapped it. Uh, that audio on our Montana Talks website right now, montanatalks.com. Quick break. We'll open up the phone lines for you and we'll keep them keep them open until 10 a.m. First, the spy balloon. First, the China spy balloon. Now, Alec Baldwin's movie is going to be filming. They're resuming filming on the movie Rust in the Paradise Valley of Montana. Uh, all right. Spy balloon to Alec Baldwin. We've been talking about our southern border and how we're going to secure that border. we got to start talking about how we're going to secure our Montana border. Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. We'll cover a lot of ground coming up. This is the show where you get to talk statewide, 9 to 10. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, this reminds me of Good Morning Vietnam. Uh, it's just, of course, one of the greatest movies of all time with Robin Williams. Remember when Lieutenant Steve, Lieutenant Steve, remember when that, when the lieutenant <laughs> gets on the radio because, uh, you know, he, he did not like Robin Williams. And the lieutenant knew all the answers. He had all the answers. He was the smartest guy in the room. So he kicks Robin Williams off the air, and then he uh, shares his own version of comedy on the radio and then when he finishes this this pathetic segment he says i think some apologies are in order <laughs> he looks around as everybody's just dumbfounded at the garbage they just on, heard on the radio this kind of reminds me uh kamala harris uh, the vice president kind of sounds like lieutenant steve uh, here doesn't she here's the hannity clip i was telling you about all right another blunder-filled day for kamala harris during an event uh, with the historically uh, black college university students at the White House, the audience had to be reminded to clap for the vice president. You really can't make this up. Take a look. Please stand as she enters the room. Hello, everybody. <laughs> you can clap. It's okay. <laughs> They still didn't clap. <laughs> they still didn't clap. Oh, man. But, yeah, that's uh, back to this National Park Service tweet. To avoid crowded area, or to avoid crowds, go to less crowded areas. Gee, thanks, National Park Service. Where would we be without you? Uh, I had to retweet a bunch of the, uh, the comments that are, are flowing in on the Joker's uh, Twitter account after he shared that National Park Service uh, tweet here from yesterday uh, to avoid getting fat don't eat is Kamala Harris writing for them now to prevent death avoid being birthed to avoid the irritation of poison oak poisoning 
avoid poison oaks. So several great, uh, several great tweets that are coming in now. And then Brooke Hudson out of Billings, she said, she said this. Hey, you know, when it comes to this National Park Service uh, tweet, uh, whoever's running their social media accounts, they're definitely smart enough to be the foreman. For a grand jury, yeah, did you see that? Uh, did you see that, young lady? So one of these, you know, as the Trump derangement syndrome continues and you see these nut jobs that are still doing everything they can uh, in their f- uh, fanatical way to still go after a former President Donald Trump, there's, yeah, apparently they've got uh, some joke of a grand jury that's been leading the charge to try to go after Donald Trump. And they have uh, this young lady who is like the foreman of the grand jury, who the, the fellow jurors said, oh, you know what? She's the best. She is the best person to speak for us. And she looks absolutely nuts. She was on CNN giggling and giddy about getting the opportunity to subpoena Donald Trump. And then somebody started looking into her background. Apparently, like, she's obsessed with, like, witchcraft. Uh, Yeah, absolutely nuts, right? And this is who the fellow grand jurists picked to be the foreman on their grand jury. It's absolutely crazy. Where did I see this at? I think this – oh, yeah, here's a – this was a – this was an MSNBC clip where they they feature part of what that uh, what that uh, grand jury foreman uh, had to say here, and it just shows how giddy she was to be able to get the chance to stand in front of President Donald Trump and try to get a uh, try to basically uh, you know have to uh, subpoena him, etc. Personally, want to hear from the former. President. I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. I'm like, oh my goodness, I could actually be there to get to be the one to see him while we try to go after him with some phony, fake, false indictment. Like, wouldn't that just be so awesome? Meanwhile... We could be entering World War III. The president of the United States, the guy who's in the office now, says he doesn't think that they'll use nuclear weapons. And this is the type, just the type of nonsense, the, the circus act that is going on in this country right now. They are still so obsessed with going after former President Donald Trump that they, they've got uh, the young witchcraft girl leading the charge against him here and laughing about it on national TV. Uh, Sean Hannity put together a little uh, media montage of the, uh, the, uh, the media cringe montage, shall we say, as well. Laughing at the prospect of literally ruining people's lives, putting them behind bars, taking away their liberty, their freedom. Uh, this is not acceptable. It's not appropriate. It's not how justice in America is supposed to work. That, what we saw is a travesty. In fact, it might even be against the law. We'll check in with our experts in a few minutes. Now, according to the grand jury handbook, there is one in the state of Georgia. Jurors, quote, shall keep the deliberations of the grand jury secret unless called upon to give evidence uh, thereof in some court of law in this state. Oh, is CNN or the New York Times or MSDNC? Uh, is that a courtroom? I don't think so. 
All right, yeah, and of course, full uh, montage there from Hannity and more uh, at foxnews.com. Let's get into your phone calls here. Phone lines are open for you. Anything and everything you want to talk about here on Montana Talks. Karen in Big Fork next up, listening to KJJR. Karen, thanks for the call. Hey, Aaron. Um, yesterday on Mark Levin's show, he he had a sort of like a call to arms for all Montanans. He was saying it was on the second hour, and it has to do with the uh, Convention of States. He had Meckler on a couple days before, and they were talking about the problems they were having in Iowa, but he said uh, it was an, in the House vote in Montana, and he said it was five to four to have it to have it uh, heard, and he said that the representative that was in charge of everything was a guy named Neiman, and, uh, Representative Neiman, I guess, and he said, he, anyway, he spent like 15 minutes talking just about this, saying that all Montana should call uh, Representative Neiman, and, and he, he, was, he was talking about it in such a way that he was saying the responsibility of the world is on Neiman's shoulders to get it out. Anyway, you, well, you know, he's very passionate about Convention of States, but it was a, he, can, he, he just devoted considerable time to it. And so I thought maybe you could look into that. He said it's, it's going to be up on Monday, so he said, yeah. you know. Yeah, Levin's been a big effort. backer of the Convention of States for a long time. It's one of the, one of the issues he's uh, truly passionate about. State Senator Tom McGilvery is kind of the lead backer in the Montana legislature right now for those who support the Convention of States. On the flip side, State Senator Teresa Manzella out of the Bitterroot is opposed to it, so she's kind of an outspoken spokesperson on the other side of that debate. Uh, it's gotten a lot of attention, uh, especially by Mark Levin, because they nearly got it through the state Senate within the last couple of weeks. It failed on third reading in a tie 25 to 25 vote. But I think one of our callers alerted us here this week. They actually advanced a rules package to say, hey, if there were a convention of states, this is what we would want the rules to look like. So uh, now he misunderstood. What's that? He, uh, well, Mark, Levin no, was I don't. It, it was. There was this thing that, ha- and he said it was it was advanced five to four, and and Meckler was telling him to have everybody in Montana anyway. That, he said it was a it was a real urgent matter. So I don't know anything. I, I mean, I've heard you talk about you know uh, Gilbert and and uh, the Manzel. Um, yeah. I've heard all of that, but but this was. This was like an urgent call to action. So if you could, I don't know, if you could look it up, check it out. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think obviously they feel like they're very close. Uh, it sounds like they feel very optimistic that they're very close. He must have been, ref- he might have been referring to the rules package. Maybe somebody else could fill us in here. He might have been referring to the rules package moving forward. But at least as far as as I've heard that the actual support for the conventions of state, the, the latest is still that it failed on a 25 to 25 vote. But, but if they advance the rules package, that would tell me that maybe they think they are very close to getting full support of the full chamber because because think about it. If you're a critic out there, you'd say, well, somebody might make the argument, well, okay, hey, well, we don't know what the rules are going to be of this convention of states. Well, now they can say, well, here's what the rules are going to be as an effort to try to assuage any uh, any opponents. Uh, that, that would be my presumption. That's just a presumption, though. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dennis in Bozeman, thanks for your call. What's on your mind? Uh, listen, I, I've been listening to the, the broadcast this morning, Aaron. Uh, your, your conversation with uh, Representative Ramos was uh, interesting. I, I, I seem to um, – I'm a proponent of a local option sales tax right to vote for a local option sales tax. 
the Montana State Legislature continually fails to lift the population limitation on uh, uh, communities to allow communities like Livingston, Bozeman, I suppose even Missoula, to vote on a, it doesn't mean they're going to get it all go off until that, just the right to vote on that. He said that he wanted to, uh, the, the power of uh, decisions on taxation to go back into the hands of, of local citizens. Hold, hold that thought. All right, we'll come back to you after the break here, Dennis, and then we got Dick Pence on the line as well. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. In the Daily Mail today, they had an article about this jury uh, foreperson, Emily Kors. Who knows, maybe she cast an indictment spell over the entire Georgia grand jury. I have no idea because what they're reporting is the introduction to a, on her page instructions on how to cast a magic spell as it appears in the pinterest page quote casting a circle a way for witches to protect themselves during their magic work one cleanse your space of all negative energy two visualize pure energy and breath i mean this do we do any vetting or is this basically any warm body will do for a grand jury the Sean Hannity Show, from coast to coast, later today. Hey, this year you can finally get started on that home makeover that you deserve. Now you can upgrade to sleek new window coverings thanks to our friends at Blinds.com. Right now, save up to 40% off site-wide on premium custom window treatments. And if you need help in your selection, well, talk to a Blinds.com professional design expert. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 40% off site-wide, up to 40% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Securing America. Friday marks one year since Russia invaded Ukraine. Secretary of State Antony Blinken recently discussed the war in Ukraine with the Atlantic and reflected on Ukraine's resolve. We have been in awe of their courage, their resilience, their strength, and their effectiveness. Blinken says that Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is the right man at the right place at the right time to lead his country's defense and added that President Biden truly admires Zelensky. I think that was on full evidence when the president was in Kiev, standing side by side with President Zelensky. And Blinken says the goal for Ukraine and the free world remains to not just protect the present, but the future as well. At some point when this is over, what's going to be very important is to do everything we can to make sure that Russia can't repeat. SRV.com. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest, Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. This is where Montana talks. 
Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, hopefully Dennis and Bozeman is still on the phone lines here listening to 1450 KMMS. So, so Dennis, you were saying you want the option, you want the ability to vote for a local option sales tax where Bozeman can add an extra sales tax, kind of like a resort towns like Big Sky already have. Well, what about the folks who say, look, we're taxed enough already in places like Bozeman? Well, and if you give the gambling addicts uh, more money, uh, they're, they're just going to demand even more of it. Well, here, here's here's the the uh, irony about that. Here, the Montana State uh, uh, pays millions of dollars to promote t- tourism in this state. In other words, they're out there screaming at people to come to Montana, spend your money. Well, they come to Bozeman, they spend their money, but we, uh, but but the the locals here are not benefiting other than they get the service jobs that service these people. Those folks come in, spend $500 a night for a hotel room that you and I may never see the inside of because $500 is ridiculously high. It affects our uh, those, those types of pricing, and that type of atmosphere has completely changed this town. We get 4 million visitors a year who come here, freely travel our streets, use our infrastructure, uh, use our restaurants, bars, whatever, and and don't pay a dime other than what they pay for yeah. at these different. And a, and a Bozeman's a little different from a Billings in that standpoint, where, where like, take Billings, for example. I, I've never understood why the Billings Chamber of Commerce supports the local option sales tax. Because, yeah, Billings gets a lot of people that, that travel to Billings to, to shop and to visit these local retail outlets and buy groceries and all sorts of other things. And... And, but they're coming from northern Wyoming and other parts of Montana to shop in Billings, whereas you're right. You've got high-dollar tourists that are going to a Bozeman uh, because if Billings were to support something like that, well, now they're, t- they're, they're basically telling people not to shop in Billings. They're telling northern Wyoming, no, no, just stop at Laurel instead or go further outside of city limits. So I think that's why it would be absurd for a place like Billings to do it. All right, Dennis, uh, thanks for the call. Great to hear from you. Uh, Dick Pence in Billings. Billings, next up on the phone lines. Dick, great to hear from you. Good morning, Aaron. I just finished taking my ivermectin, but don't tell anybody I do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't get to hear all of your uh, your um, conversation yesterday about uh, states seceding or what was it? Or divorce. Well, there, yeah, there's this, to- there's this topic in the national news about a, a national divorce and some back and forth. What, what's your thoughts on this on this debate over a, a national divorce? Well, two things. First of all, if you look at Washington and Oregon, for example, if you take Portland out of Washington, if you take, I mean Seattle, if you take Portland out of Oregon and maybe Salem, the rest of the state is conservative. Yeah. And one of the things that's interesting, and next week we'll talk about it, is the smart cities, globalism, all that kind of stuff that's the, that's in those cities. And so, when we take when we take those states, those kinds of states, out of our union, we need to think about the fact that we're taking the vast majority of the land, not the population, I'll grant you, uh, away from people that are really solid American citizens. Yeah. Well, and you talk about, you know, you take Portland out of Oregon, 
and you've got a solid red conservative country. You take Bozeman out of Gallatin County right now, you've got a solid red county, <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. If yeah, if you so, if you go to our Montana Talks podcast. I had a great conversation with David Noble. David Noble fills in, in for us from time to time. Check out the conversation with David Noble on our Montana Talks podcast, where we uh, the biggest uh, the biggest piece worth reading is uh, in the Federalist dot com about we don't need a national divorce, we need federalism. Anyway, uh, hey, maybe let's go back to this topic right after the break.